Bobby Cohen is back, and his show is Takeover Talk. And here is Bobby Cohen. Thank you to all my listeners. It's Monday, April 8th, 2019, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And today is another live power hour of Takeover Talk. I'm your host, Bobby Cohen. I welcome all my listeners here in the United States, as well as those worldwide. Our focus will be to assist you in acquiring the most current and comprehensive information on potential public takeover targets in the U.S. capital markets. Remember, remember, I'm just guiding you to this information. You need to do your own due diligence before buying or selling any stock. M&A, which is the acronym for mergers and acquisitions, is unpredictable, and it's usually not, not in the best interest to acquire stocks solely because rumors are percolating. You have to like it as a standalone company as well. Okay, like I mentioned, it is Monday. April 8th, 2019, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and today is another live power hour of Takeover Talk. Takeovers are alive and well. Okay, if you would like details on how to receive three months of unlimited email access to me, Bobby Cohen, drop me an email now at takeovertalk at AOL.com. That's right. If you would like details on how to receive three months of unlimited email access to me, Bobby Cohen, drop me an email now at TakeoverTalk at AOL.com. Okay, you know what? I just wanted to immediately get into a little housekeeping from last week, uh, my show on Friday on Blog Talk Radio. I mentioned to Sorrow uh, again, you know, we all know Tesaro was taken over the biotech, but I misspoke and mentioned that it was taken over by Roche. My fault, as we all know, Tesaro was taken over by GlaxoSmithKline. So in my haste, I made a faux pas, and it was not taken over by Roche. It was taken over 
by GlaxoSmithKline. So just a little housekeeping from last week. I would like to discuss some companies that I already identified a while back as potential takeover targets, but just recently they received a positive mention in a research note by an investment bank. Like I always said, that you do not buy stocks solely because rumors are percolating of a takeover. You you must like it as a standalone, and again, based on its fundamentals. And it's always good to look for a strong, strong company that has already been vetted out by an investment bank and uh, and uh, they uh, have have the company as a buy, a strong buy, and outperform, uh, you know, things like that. So uh, I just wanted to discuss a few companies that I already identified, but I did notice that they recently uh, had received some sort of a positive mention in a specific research note by a specific investment bank. Okay, the first one I had mentioned a while ago was the oil and gas company, Jagged Peak Energy. The symbol is Jerry Apple George, JAG. Stock trades at approximately $11.10. They were domestic driller of oil and gas in the United States. And I noticed that a few days ago that Jagged Peak Energy was mentioned as a takeout candidate by SunTrust and was starting Jagged Peak as a buy. It mentioned Jagged Peak Energy, again, symbol Jerry Apple George, is an attractive takeover target given its favorable acreage position and offset overlap. SunTrust analyst Neil Dingman says in initiating coverage of the stock with a buy rating and a $15 price target. Now, again, that's $15 price target. It is trading at approximately $11 right now. So that would, you know, $15 is still a handsome premium to where the stock is currently uh, trading at. The analyst also says JAG has made a notable shift to baseload versus appraisal development that should contribute to even higher well returns this year. And again, they did mention Jagged Peak Energy, a takeout candidate. So please continue to put Jagged Peak Energy on your radar screen. Okay. That was a good one. Now, the next company that I want to discuss with you 
that had a very nice mention, and believe it or not, it was mentioned today, was the software company Symantec, symbol Sam, Yellow, Mary, Charlie, S-Y-M-C. Stock is up a dollar today, trading at $24. And it's mentioned Goldman Sachs. Yes, the monster investment bank upgrades Symantec from neutral to buy with a street high $28 target, citing Potential outperform performance over the next year. The firm expects fiscal year 2020 to show key metric improvements as the company returns to more normalized execution, business mix stabilization, and benefits from revenue already on the balance sheet. Goldman sees a path for sustained billing growth with easier year-over-year comps in fiscal 2020. So a very nice mention, an upgrade by Goldman Sachs on Symantec, symbol Sam, Yellow, Mary, Charlie. Again, a name that I had identified many months ago as a potential takeover target in the software space. Another name that was discussed today in a positive, positive research note, a name that's not for the faint of heart, Snapchat, symbol, Sam, Nancy, Apple, Charlie. That's right. Stock's up approximately 50 cents today, trading at approximately $12.25. And RBC, Royal Bank of Canada, raises SNAP to an outperform. That's right. Royal Bank of Canada, RBC, raises SNAP, S-N-A-P, to an outperform today. The company is seeing better monetization potential now. The firm says, in part due to improvement to the Android app, boosting user trends. Among other things, it's based on RBC's belief that Snap may have reached a a fundamentals inflection point. You got to love that inflection point, right? And RBC boosted its price target to 17 from 10, implying a 44% upside. So a positive mention by RBC, Royal Bank of Canada, on SNAP, S-N-A-P, not for the, for, for the faint of heart, okay, that's SNAP. And again, 
I was watching one of the uh, financial shows and the financial pundits, they were asking them about SNAP and still nobody, nobody likes SNAP. So that within itself probably tells you that SNAP may have, may have more room to go. There could be, you know, SNAP could have some legs here. There still seems to be a bias strike on SNAP. So if you're a contrarian, <laughs> that says volumes. But RBC today raises SNAP to an outperform. They see something probably that most do not see. So that SNAP, uh, SNAP was raised by RBC. I had identified it a few months ago also as a potential takeover target, not for the faint of heart. Next, a positive mention, I believe also today. It was either today, yes, I think it was today, Win Resources, the gaming company, a name that I had also identified as a potential takeover target a few months ago, wins another bull. Wins Resorts was trading better after Jeffries, the investment bank Jeffries, upgraded the stock to a buy from a hold. As developments in China and Macau, quote, warrant a more positive view. Jeffrey cites better than expected GGR results, regulatory developments for com competing companies slash markets, and increasing evidence of a Chinese economic rebound. That's correct because when is heavy, heavily involved in Macau, in China. So, again, names that I had mentioned in the past as potential takeover targets that just recently received positive mentions in research notes by investment banks were Jagged Peak Energy, put that on your radar screen, JAG is the symbol, Symantec, Goldman upgrades this one, SYMC, Snapchat, symbol, Sam, Nancy, Apple, Peter, and like I mentioned, Win Resources, symbol, W. Y-N-N, Willie Yellow, Nancy Nancy, which has, you know, has caught a bit today, up around approximately $3.50, trading at $144. Okay. I would, again, be remiss if I didn't mention those upgrades today. Now. I'd like to discuss with you, again, get your pencil and piece of paper out, a company that a, it's a, a, I found a name today, 
a company that could be could be a potential takeover target in the mobile software space. This is a name. First time I mentioned this name, and I'd like you all to put it on your radar screen. And I need you to do your own due diligence on this name as well. My Tech Systems. Symbol, Mary, Ida, Tom King. Okay? This stock trades at approximately $12. My Tech has been buzzing of M&A rumors over the last few months. That's right. There's been a buzz in reference to my tech. And I I found I found Benchmark, the investment bank who does some very good research back at the end of March, March 29th, 2019. So it was approximately 5 the most 6 weeks ago, so it's pretty current. And it mentions my tech could be worth eighteen fifty to twenty dollars in takeout. That's not my words. That's the investment bank benchmark. Again, the stock is only trading currently at twelve dollars. So eighteen fifty to twenty dollars would be a handsome, handsome premium to wear. My tech is currently trading symbol Mary Ida Tom King. My tech sips my tech systems could see eighteen fifty to twenty dollars per share in a potential takeout, according to the benchmark analyst. The analyst sees the takeout value as considerably higher than the current market cap. Okay? And estimates the firm value at $15.44. The lower end of the range assumes a conservative 20% takeout premium. So again, please, for the first time, I am mentioning my tech systems as a potential takeover target in the mobile software space To all my listeners worldwide, I expect you all to always do your own due diligence, your own homework before buying or selling any stock. Now, there is another name that I'd like to circle back on that just seems to be timely as a circle back because there's been so much discussion in reference to companies looking for content For streaming video, it seems as, you know, there are many names now that, you know, companies that are getting involved in streaming, 
streaming video. Well, that's all great, but to make a, you know, from what I have read, to make a real difference, you need content, and content should be king. It's great that Apple is getting involved in streaming video, but how are they going to be different, right? Then the usual suspects. Well, I wanted to circle back again on Lionsgate. That's right. Lionsgate, the movie company. They also own Stars Network. Now, back approximately a year ago, there were plenty of rumors that Lionsgate was reportedly talking to potential buyers. Okay? There was a, an article that I make reference to now, February 28, 2018. The website, denofgeek.com. Okay? And they mentioned, they mentioned that Lionsgate, Lionsgate might be a potential takeover target. Like I had mentioned, I believe, months ago. Now, I believe Lionsgate is currently trading at around $16.5. Well, I believe there was a Variety article well over a year ago that mentioned that Lionsgate was approached by the toy company Hasbro, and they had offered, I believe, do your own homework, $40 a share back then, 2017, to Lionsgate. And supposedly, supposedly, the board of directors turned down $40 a share. I wasn't at the board meeting, so I'm not 100% on that. So let's fast forward. You have all these companies that might be interested in content. So who could be, who could be potential acquirers of Lionsgate. Okay. Sony, Facebook, Apple, Netflix. Okay. So please, I would be remiss, I would be neglectful if I just did not bring up Lionsgate now. Just circling back on a name that I had mentioned months ago as a potential takeover target. You have many people jumping in. Recently, Apple and streaming streaming video. So who knows? Maybe Lionsgate will be the next one to go. Again, just saying, do your own homework. Lionsgate as a potential takeover target. 
the usual suspects again, Sony, Facebook, Apple, and Netflix. Again, you never know. Maybe other names will come out of the bushes. But those seem to be the four usual suspects at this moment, this second. Okay. Well, I'd like to discuss with all my listeners worldwide. I'm going to try to critique over the next 30 minutes a conversation that I had with, I believe, a gentleman that is a billionaire. Now, I'm not able, I was not able to get him to call in on the show. He's a very private person, nor am I able to mention his name. So let's just call him Mr. Takeover for this, for this particular part of the show. So I was able to have drinks recently with Mr. Takeover, who I believe is a billionaire investor recently. And guess how Mr. Takeover made most of his money? Yes. Yes, you're probably right. He made most of his money by investing in solid companies that were all potential takeover targets. His words, not mine. He mentioned to me that when he looks to put money to work that the common thread needs needs to be twofold. Does this sound familiar? A solid fundamental company that is totally solid from the research that he has done but also That there has been chatter in the past of that particular company, that particular investment that he's about to make, that could be could be a potential takeover target. He does not, he mentioned to me, he does not invest if there's only one part of the equation. This billionaire investor told me that he, it's twofold. It has to be fundamentally sound and there has to be, has to be chatter 
of a potential takeover target. Twofold. Not binary, not one or the other. Sound familiar? Now, he mentioned to me his buying and selling of potential takeover targets really stems back to the 1980s where he made lots of money. He mentioned lots of money in oil and gas M&A. The Gulf Oils, the Texacos of the world. When I asked him, how did he focus on oil and gas back then? He said that's where the action was. He goes, if he, he drew a parallel to me. He said, Bobby, if I was to go fishing, I'd want to put my pole in the area of water where there's plenty of fish. And he said, back in the, in the mid-1980s, there was plenty, plenty of fish in oil and gas M&A. He goes, it was, his words, crazy town. So fast forward to real time now. I asked Mr. Takeover, again, not really his name, but for the sake of this, of this show, again, we're calling him Mr. Takeover. I asked him if he had to draw a parallel to the craze of where he made tons of money. And he said other people made tons of money in oil and gas M&A in the 1980s. Fast forward to now. What industry would he want to drop his pole in now where there could be plenty of fish, plenty of M&A activity? I asked Mr. Takeover. He said to me, biotech. That's what Mr. Takeover told me. He said he believes that we are in the renaissance of tremendous M&A activity in the biotech space. Just like back in the 80s, he said companies decided it was Better to purchase a company than to drill oil and gas wells on their own. He says he 
sees it the same way now in biotech. That not, not that anything is easy, but it would be easier for the large farmer names, in his opinion, to purchase companies that have existing FDA-approved treatments already to purchase those companies then then have to wait many, many years to see if they could take a drug from R&D through the FDA and get FDA approval. So, Mr. Takeover, his focus now, and Mr. Takeover is getting up in years, and again, I believe a billionaire investor. He said he's putting his fishing rod in M&A. He said to me, in biotech, in in biotech for potential takeover targets. He said, Bobby, it's always easier to fly with tailwind than with headwind. I I found it that that my conversation with Mr. Takeover was was so enlightening because he brought everything down to a level that not only I could understand, but probably everyone else could understand. And that's usually an ingredient to possibly making big money when you could actually understand something. Plain English. And he discussed it with me in plain English. So, of course, I needed to ask him if he could be specific and give me some specific names in the biotech space that I then could pass on to all my listeners worldwide so they could jot down these names and they can do their own due diligence, their own homework, because everyone's risk tolerance, risk profile is different. I understand that. Well, a few things, just so you know, that Mr. Takeover did discuss with me in general, painting a very broad brush. He said he was rarely a buyer of options. If he liked something as an investment based on fundamentals slash potential takeover, he would buy the stock. He said occasionally he would go on margin, but not always. He said he slept better at night 
a cash buyer, not having to worry that if one of his stocks went down and he was on margin, that he'd have to come up with additional capital or get sold out to cover his margin call. So that's what Mr. Takeover, that is what he mentioned to me. Also, when I asked him about biotech, he said similar to when he was investing in oil and gas companies back in the 80s and he had success, he said that his companies that were in oil and gas had existing wells. So he said in reference to biotech, his focus, his sole focus is investing in companies that already have a pipeline, meaning companies that already that already have at least one FDA-approved treatment. He said he would rather not invest, that was just him, not invest in biotechs that do not have an FDA treatment for something. So that within itself, he mentioned, takes some of the risk out in investing in biotech. But he did recognize that there's plenty of inherent risk in biotech, like there is plenty of inherent risk in when he was buying companies in the oil patch in the mid-1980s, okay? But his focus on biotech, his focus, his focus is only purchasing companies that were sound fundamentally and also already had at least one FDA-approved treatment. And then again, companies that where there has already been talk of a potential takeover. So, so, you could imagine, I, I was just loving this meeting with Mr. Takeover and how much he shared with me so I then could share to you all my listeners worldwide. So again, I mentioned if he could be so kind enough to give me a handful of names in the biotech space that he has already invested in that he believes are sound companies and that also he believes could be, could be potential takeover targets. And I have to tell you, four, five, six, I got six names from him and I, I don't know, call me Mr. Lucky, call me Mr. Lucky. 
the six names he mentioned to me, Mr. Takeover, were names that I had or I had already identified to all my listeners worldwide. Wow. Now the names I'm gonna give you are not in any order of the ones the ones that he likes the most or likes the least. Amarin. A M R N. That's right. Amarin. He likes Amarin. Stock trades at approximately nineteen dollars. Nineteen and a half dollars. That was the name that he likes. Arcadia Pharmaceuticals, A-C-A-D. Another name that he likes. Intercept Pharmaceutical, Ida Charlie Paul Tom. ICPT, a name that he likes. Ari Pharmaceuticals, Adam Robert Robert Yellow, a name that he likes. Clovis Oncology, Charlie Larry Victor Sam, a name that he likes. And then he finished it off by mentioning Portola Pharmaceuticals, P-T-L-A. Paul Tom Larry Apple, a name that he likes. So, let me mention again the six names that Mr. Takeover discussed with me that were supposedly in his portfolio that he liked based on fundamentals and could be potential takeover targets. Not in any specific order. Amarin, A-M-R-N. Arcadia Farm, A-C-A-D. Ari Pharmaceuticals, A-R-R-Y, Portola, P-T-L-A, Intercept Pharmaceutical, Ida Charlie Paul Tom, and Globus Oncology. And again, again, Mr. Takeover said to me, Bobby... If you are fishing, you want to put your pole in an area of where you believe there is the most fish. And he believes the most fish is in the biotech sector. Just like he mentioned back in the mid-80s, he, he recognized through his own due diligence, his own homework, that the most fish 
were in oil and gas. And he believes and he recognizes that over the last few weeks that M&A was active in biotech. He believes, he believes the volume is only going to get turned up shortly. He doesn't know for sure, but he's a seasoned investor who has made his money investing in companies that he believes are first sound and then always had the potential tailwind for M&A. But he said he needs both before he makes an investment. Wow. Un. Unbelievable. I have to tell you, I, I just want you to know that I felt blessed being able to spend approximately an hour with this gentleman. And again, he mentioned to me that there are plenty of investments that he makes, for the sake of full disclosure, he said to me, that do not get taken over. He understands risk. And I did mention to him that I was going to be critiquing the hour conversation I had with him to all my listeners worldwide. And he just wanted me to verbalize to all my listeners that everyone should know their own risk tolerance. Okay? And that nothing is 100% when investing in the stock market. So, before I let him go, before he had to go, before he had to leave, I did mention to him, I asked him if there were any, any other names outside outside of biotech that he thought I should look at or that he thought my listeners worldwide should look at so they could continue to do their own due diligence, their own homework. And he gave me five names. <laughs> and again, these were not obscure names. These are names that, again, are front and center. I'm going to mention these names because some of these names or most of these names 
are names that I had mentioned before as potential takeover targets that he mentioned to me after he has done his homework. Okay? Again, not in any order. Names that he, that are on his radar screen, that I I believe that he is already invested in. Fitbit. F-I-T is the symbol. Frank Ida Tom. Stock trades at approximately $6. Blackberry Boy Boy trades a little bit under $10. Bungie Boy George. BG trades at approximately $53. That's the commodities company. You're sitting down. One that I mentioned earlier before that he said is on his radar screen that I believe he already invested in is Lionsgate. That's right. The content company, the film studio. We had a good conversation in reference to Lionsgate. And then in the internet security space, a name that I had mentioned numerous times was FireEye, symbol Frank Eddie Yellow Eddie. So names that he mentioned, because I had asked him, other names that were not in the biotech space, not in the biotech space, that he thought would be worth a real good look and for all my listeners to, to do their own due diligence before investing is Fitbit, F-I-T, Blackberry, Boy, Boy, Bungie, Boy, George, and Lionsgate. Excuse me, Lionsgate and FireEye. So, I tell you, it would have been great if I could have had, if I could have gotten Mr. Takeover to call in as a special guest on the show, but I was able to at least spend an hour with him to pick his brain on how he had made his money in M&A by investing and his strategy of investing. And fast forward to where we are in real time now and him focusing on specifically biotech where he believes M&A is going to be extremely robust from now to the end of the year in 2019. And he even said going further out, he believes. He said that with low interest rates, that is also adds to the environment of a robust M&A market. And again, 
there were other areas that he believed where M&A was going to heat up, not only biotech, but biotech was where biotech is today, he believed was where oil and gas was in the mid-1980s. So again, I would be remiss if I did not share that hour conversation with all my listeners worldwide, I have to tell you, it was like it was like getting a million dollars worth of advice for free. I only asked a few questions. I was attentive. I wanted to be a good listener. And boy, boy, was he gracious with his pearls of wisdom. It was unbelievable. So, okay, wow, my hour is almost up. Like I mentioned to you, this is not a job for me. I love, I love doing this for all my listeners worldwide. If you would like details on how to receive three months of unlimited email access to me, Bobby Cohen, please drop me an email now at takeovertalk at AOL.com. That's right. If you would like details on how to receive three months of unlimited email access to me, Bobby Cohen, I'm waiting. Drop me an email now at takeovertalk at AOL dot com. So, like I mentioned, as I always mention, takeovers are alive and well. And even after speaking to Mr. Takeover, it even reinforces what I'm about to tell you even more, that there is a definite romance between Wall Street and M&A. Now again, it's an honor to serve all my listeners worldwide. It's an honor. And if you would like to contact me after the show, please, please shoot me off an email at takeovertalk at AOL.com. That's right. If you'd like to contact me after the show, please shoot me off an email at takeovertalk at AOL.com. 
www.ltl.com. So again, it's an honor to serve all my listeners worldwide. My hour is up. Thank you all for joining me today. I'll be back on BBS Radio next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And again, thank you all for joining me today. Bye-bye.